Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Thursday, September the 10th. First up today, a fire has ripped through a block of flats on St Mary's Island in Chatham. Crews were called to the building on the causeway at lunchtime. Our reporter Oliver Kemp was there. The air here on St Mary's Island is thick with smoke as fire crews attempt to get the blaze under control. The fire broke out of a top floor of a flat block and flames could be seen bursting out of windows and out of the roof, which is now almost completely destroyed. As crews doused the flames, a window pane exploded and the glass dropped to the floor. Kent Fire and Rescue were called at around 1.30, but the incident has still not been completely brought under control. Police have taped off the road and are making inquiries to residents who are standing and watching watching the drama as it unfolds. It's not currently known how the fire started. It's the second large fire in Medway in the past week after a massive blaze engulfed a warehouse at Who Marina. Next, and Kent Online has been told some parents are considering homeschooling their children as hundreds of pupils are made to self-isolate following confirmed COVID cases. Earlier in the week, we told you about four schools in Sittingbourne that have been forced to send youngsters home just days after the start of term. Well, as the infection rate continues to rise again, it's feared others may follow. Peter Reid is a Kent education advisor. I don't think bubbles work in secondary schools, quite simply. Um, there are too many connections outside the bubble. So if there is somebody inside the bubble with an undiagnosed condition spreads to 180 children in a, in a year group in a secondary school going to 180 homes it doesn't work we already know that bubbles on transport don't work particularly where we've got bubbles from children of up to four different schools traveling on the same bus and social isolation goes on dedicated buses so it's not working. I'm not sure, however, what does work. So perhaps the question ought to be, is this the least worst approach to the matter? And I think if you come at it from that direction, I actually can't think of a better, better solution. So my answer is least worst but it's going to fail completely in some places and schools are inevitably going to close. And we've, we've already seen, so in, in Sittingbourne in the last 24 hours, three separate yeah. schools have all had this issue. Um, yes. And we're seeing yeah. these popping up everywhere in the county now. Mm -hmm. and, and presumably as these cases rise again, as we reach, as we go into autumn, yeah. this is what's going to yeah. happen because the public transport yeah. they're sharing, the bubbles they're sharing. One of the problems I've got is I see government um, instruction, they call it advice, but they mean instruction, coming at people from all over and over. Some of it is there are U-turns all the way because government can't actually work out what to do. And that we call it being guided by science. And actually what we mean is let's try that and see if it works by science. Uh, and it's, it's, it's hit and miss. Professor Martin Michaelis is a disease expert from the University of Kent. He says it's inevitable more schools will have to close. As long as there is virus spread, 
it will spread everywhere where many people are together in the same room. And when you look in a, in a classroom, um, the many people, same place, the virus transmitted very effectively via the air, um, is also uh, transmitted via contaminated surfaces. So, so if people sit there, touch things, children sit there, touch things, the virus can also spread that way. Door hand handles, yeah, it's easy to imagine. So as long as the virus is spreading and as long as children or, or teachers or whoever comes into a school and is infected, the risk of transmission, of outbreaks, uh, is of course high. So the, the level of, of schools closing that we saw in the national government lockdown in March, in, in, your, in your own opinion and what you're looking at with the data in the last few days of, of the spike that we've seen, do you think we could reach that point again with schools? Oh, it's a difficult one. Uh, schools are not the major place of virus transmission most, in most of the time. Um, obviously, um, Gavin Williamson cited data from Public Health England from June and July. Uh, these data do not make much sense in this context because these uh, schools run at, at a drastically reduced capacity and then it's much easier to distance. These, these, uh, uh, and we are mostly talking about preschools and primary schools and the preschool and primary school setting is obviously very different from secondary school setting. So it is, um, so schools are not necessarily the major point of transmission. And I, I completely agree that schools should be kept open. Uh, but if you are not careful, they will contribute to the spread. There's no way around it. Stephen James is the co-founder of the online Invicta Academy, which ran in Kent during the summer holidays to help children catch up. Well, they're now looking at how they can help schools that have to close their doors. Schools having to... Um burst their bubbles or send children home, those decisions aren't taken lightly. They're, they are taken with um, all the information that the, the head teachers can get from Public Health England, as well as from local authorities, as well as from their governing body as well. And I would imagine in consul consultation with, with parents too. Um, so those decisions aren't taken lightly and schools need to um, have the provision to go straight from say a Monday morning, a bubble being burst, to a Tuesday morning, teachers effectively delivering those lessons online the next day. Um, and at the moment, I think um, we're still in that, that, that trial phase. I think lots and lots of schools are still um, trying to find their way with, with, with remote learning. I mean, there, there are so many um, different, different options out there. You can go with BBC Bite Size, you could go with Oak National Academy, you could ask your teachers to create their own learning for children. Um, and I, I think almost teachers are, are spoiled for choice and schools are spoiled for choice. Um, but what they need to remember is, is what works well with children. And what works well with children is their own teacher in front of them teaching them. Um, so they need to find ways to do that, really. You guys are there. You've, you've made the, the mistakes in the first weeks. You've worked out the back end. You understand how to deliver it. Um, is there... I mean, have you approached any trusts or anything yet or any academies, any schools to kind of say that this is here and, and you're able to use it? That, that's exactly kind of what we're doing at the moment is we're, we're kind of looking at how we can kind of, um, as a small organisation, um, we were very kind of nimble in, in terms of the decisions we could make. We could decide something in the morning and it'll be action by the afternoon. 
um, when you start involving kind of the schools and trusts and those sorts of things, it slows up that decision making. Um, so what we want is ideally just a package that we can say to schools, look, you know, you ring us on a on a Monday and we'll have your 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 kind of children learning by the Tuesday. And, and that's just what we're trying to iron out at the moment, how we can best work it for for schools, whether it be, you know, a, a bubble of 30 children or a bubble of yeah, you know, you've got some of those huge schools in London, which I mean, you know, there's 1,500 in a school. Is you know, it's absolutely, absolutely crackers those schools. But, mm. but, but lovely. But you know, hopefully we we will um, have something in place that, that that I suppose that's off the shelf that that um, schools can just use. Around 100 people have lined the route of a funeral procession for a little girl who died when she was hit by a falling tree near Sittingbourne. Eight-year-old Maisie Main was killed when it happened during strong winds in Bobbing last month. Her younger sister needed emergency surgery. MPs leading an inquiry into channel crossings have questioned Kent's bosses over not being able to safely care for any more young migrants. The leader of the county councils told the Home Affairs Committee that social workers have been overstretched, with some trying to look after double the target level of 15. A Gravesend man who was the first in the county to be charged with breaking coronavirus lockdown rules has been convicted. 58-year-old Jajit Sindhu from Harmer Street was arrested in April for not following guidance about only going out for essential travel or exercise and failing to return home when asked. He's been told to pay £382. Kent Online News. Two teenage boys have been injured after violence broke out between two groups in Ashford. One of them has been treated in hospital following the disturbance on Cudworth Road yesterday afternoon. Kent police say they won't take any further action against the organisers of a bank holiday event in Rootham, which caused anger about a lack of social distancing. Video shared on social media by former Love Island star Jack Fincham showed people dancing close together in a big marquee without wearing face coverings. Police say they were at the event run by the Swan at Westmorling and reminded people of the rules but can't issue fines retrospectively. Football and Gillingham have strengthened their side ahead of their first league game of the season. Midfielder Scott Robertson has joined on a season-long loan from Celtic. Boss Steve Evans says he's incredibly talented and has no doubt supporters will enjoy watching him. The Jills get their League One campaign underway this weekend against Hull City at Priestfield. And finally today, Sigala and James Arthur have been chatting to our sister radio station KMFM about their new single, Lasting Lover. They were both on the hit list with Emma Jo last night. I've wanted to work with James for a while. I've sort of followed his his journey and I like I think he's got an incredible voice and I've always thought he would be somebody really cool to do a do a collaboration with. Especially as he doesn't do much of that side of things, dance music and stuff. So it would be cool. I always thought it'd be cool to see him do something in that light. And uh so I had this song and sent it to him and he really loved it and sort of we worked on it from there. You know, Bruce is is the is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life, um, and yeah, it's just great. It's great to be working with him. If I was going to do this sort of thing, it would it would be with Sigala, you know. So it just it, it helps that the song's wicked and his you know what he's done with the song is is brilliant. So it was a no-brainer for me. That's it for today. But you can also subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head along to iliffmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.